launching his own streaming service. Tucker Carlson Network, expected to go live today, costs $9 a month. Wall Street Journal has a piece on this. Tucker Carlson launching his own subscription streaming service. The former Fox News host, official foray into paid content after months of posting video on X. The service, Tucker Carlson Network is expected to go live on Monday. People familiar with the matter said it will be home to at least five different shows by midweek, they say, including interviews, short-form videos, and monologues. Tucker Carlson Network, whose logo resembles a red pill, will cost $9 a month or $72 a year and will initially be solely available through Carlson's website. Some of the content will be accessible without a subscription and will be ad-supported, while some interviews and monologues will be available exclusively to subscribers who will have access to that content without ads. Carlson launched a show on X, then is known as Twitter, in the spring shortly after his acrimonious exit from Fox News. All his shows were posted as videos on the platform and were available without a subscription, including an interview with former president and current presidential candidate Donald Trump that was released at the same time as the first Republican primary debate, which Trump had skipped. All of that content will also be available on the new service. Carlson and his team explored launching TCN through X, but the company wasn't able to move quickly enough to build out the technology needed to run a subscription service, according to People. X declined to comment. Carlson will continue to post the service's free content on X. His media company will also launch a new podcast, the Tucker Carlson Podcast, which will feature audio versions of that content. Carlson's team is exploring distribution, or distributing rather, the service through streaming TV apps independently and through X, one of the people said. Other big stars who have left TV building thriving digital businesses, but sometimes with smaller audiences and less influence than they had before. The new service will face a crowded field of competitors from news personalities on YouTube and Rumble to TV networks such as Fox News and Newsmax. Former White House advisor Neil Patel will serve as the Tucker Carlson Network's chief executive. Carlson and Patel were roommates at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut, which They graduated from in 1991 and in 2010 teamed up to found the conservative Daily Caller news site, which Patel still controls. Carlson's former executive producer at Fox, Justin Wells, will serve as Tucker Carlson Network's president and oversee all programming. In recent months, Carlson and Patel lined up financiers, lawyers, and media strategists to work on the new company. The Wall Street Journal previously reported 1789 Capital, an investment firm that aims to capitalize on the opportunities that it sees left open by the wokeness of more traditional sources of capital, recently led a $15 million seed round into Carlson and Patel's company with other private investors, the journal reported. Red Seat Ventures, a company that has helped media personalities, including former Fox News host Megyn Kelly and Bill O'Reilly, 
launch their own media businesses, is selling much of the advertising for TCN's podcast, according to people familiar with the matter. TCN also has an advertising deal with X, they said. Carlson is planning to announce the launch of the new service during an interview with Megyn Kelly today. Carlson was the highest-rated host in primetime cable news when his show was abruptly canceled by Fox News in April. The move came just days after Fox News' parent, Fox Corp., agreed to pay $787.5 million to settle its legal battle with Dominion Voting Systems, which had accused Fox's news networks of airing false claims by host and guest that Dominion helped rig the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election in favor of Biden. Carlson remains under contract with Fox News, according to people familiar with the matter. Fox News remains the top-rated cable news network, its parent, and the journal's parent share common ownership. And so that is the latest information. The site is up, and it is simply tuckercarlson.com. And on the opening page, there are some must-see videos and interviews and a Join Now button, and it appears to be live. So Tucker Carlson is back and doing what many people anticipated he probably would do and figure out some way to start his own network. Springfield's Talk 1041, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A group called Action Center held a rally this weekend at the Outland in Springfield against gun violence in the community. With the rise of juvenile crime in the city, action members hope to find solutions to prevent violent crimes from happening. With recent crimes being committed by teenagers, Springfield parents say they worry about the safety of their kids. A driver crashes into a restaurant in Nixa while customers were inside. The crash happened on Sunday at Coyote's Nixa Grill. The force of the car pushed tables and chairs with enough force that some of the furniture broke through the drywall and into the men's restroom, breaking a toilet. Thankfully, no one was injured. This is the final week of the Humane Society of Southwest Missouri's reduced fee adoption event. The Empty Shelters event ends on September 17th, but until then, the fee to adopt any cat six months or older is $10, and for dogs six months and older is $25. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine a high near 53 today. Down to 32 tonight, sunny, a bit warmer tomorrow with a high near 55. want to welcome new partners to KSGF Ozark Stove and Chimney. This is a relationship we've been working on for a bit of time. One of, I mean, we are an information station. And I think a lot of, of, well, I know this just because of my own experience. A lot of stations and information stations, they don't, they, they see, oh, here's the content and here are advertisers, content, advertisers, content, advertisers. And one of the things that we've really tried to do here is craft our set of advertisers to be extremely valuable information for you. In other words, not just, you know, oh, we got to pay the bills, although that is very important. But if we're going to have those segments of time utilized for advertising messages, we want them to be a good fit for you. And while there may be, you know, we've got barter spots that run that are, you know, part of an agreement, we have to run those to run the shows. But when you hear these local folks, Odds are it's because we recognize here's an area that our listeners were not serving uh, you all. And and one of those is, is chimneys and, and stoves. And um, 
I have, it was one of the things that when we were searching for a house, I wanted a fireplace, a wood burning fireplace. Part of it's just because growing up, my grandparents had one and uh, I just like it. But let me tell you another thing, and this is one of the areas that they recognize that Ozark Stove and Chimney is important, particularly in this day and age and with all the crap going on with the, the you know, essentially an assault on energy. Uh, when we do have situations where maybe we can't you know, heat the home, um, what options do you have? And it could be ice storm related situations. I know that several years ago we woke up and it was 50 some degrees in the house because uh, the our, our heating unit had gone out. I forget. I think it was the fan had blown. Fortunately, it wasn't that big of a deal and it was under warranty. But even more fortunate at that time, we had a wood burning fireplace. And so we were able to, in that instance, go beyond just the ambiance of it, which is what we like in the wintertime around Christmas, the crackling of the fire and so forth. Uh, but actually have a much-needed use for it. And so um, I've just, in, in my own life as a homeowner, recognized the importance of these um, th this part of your home if you do have it. If you don't, maybe one day you're going to buy a new home and there, would be, there will be some sort of fireplace, and you just don't know how to maintain it, what to do with it. Frankly, until I had one, I just wasn't really that aware. I'd heard of chimney sweeps and so forth. But what I've learned from the guys at Ozark Stove and Chimney, just all of the developments and the advancements that make it a safe and reliable option for you. And so you're going to hear much from them. I just really want to welcome them on, encourage you to seek them out. Uh, we will have them at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. And um, just a big welcome to Ozark Stove and Chimney, now part of the KSGF family. Did you um, accept, uh, are, are you going to that uh, office party invite you were talking about earlier? Oh, I didn't submit anything. So there were 11,000 some people. Yes. Some of you may have seen this. It's, is it on Facebook? Yeah. And it is a picture of a self-checkout at Walmart. And it is a Christmas party for all the self-out checkers. Self-checker outers? What's the way, right way to say that? I don't know. But um, it, it, correct, right? Yeah. And and then so uh, there were eleven thousand people who said that they were going to attend. Was it a, a specific day and time given, or was it just? I open? think it was supposed to be on Christmas Day. Oh, uh -huh. I'm on have Christmas to, yeah. Day. Hold on, let me pull it up here. You caught me off guard. I know. I knew I was going to. And you're busy because you're doing double duty today yes. as well. Man, I just saw this so, in my well, newsfeed. This is the thing that. It, it's funny, and, and Sarah was reading off air uh, the description of this, and, and this is playing off of what a lot of people find to be very annoying, and that is the self-checkout component to, to Walmart. Now, one of the things, though, that I've noticed, and I, I guess it's just because it's Walmart, but does every store not have some self-checkout capacity? I know Target does. Aldi, at least the one in Republic, there's only one non-self-checkout there. I mean, every other checkout is a self-checkout except for one at Aldi. But for whatever reason, Walmart is the one that everybody kind of rails on for this. Man, I was at Lowe's last night, and they only yeah, well, have yeah. self-checkout, which is a pain in the butt because it never reads our military discount. And we use that. Mm. And so then we have to, like, hold up the line and have somebody come over. It's frustrating. I wonder if it's just because more people... 
I don't know, shop at Walmart or because Walmart is generally just a target for people anyhow. Why it is everyone seemingly finds frustration with Walmart, but I don't see it anywhere else. And it doesn't mean that it's not there, but I don't see people posting, complaining about Lowe's doing it or Target doing it or Aldi doing it or any of the other places that do it. Home Depot probably does. I'm trying to think. I've got the information. Oh, yes. Okay, so tell us about this party. Okay, so the event is titled Walmart Self-Checkout Employee Christmas Party. What to expect? Have you been an unpaid part-time cashier slash grocery bagger for Walmart during 2023? If so, then come on out. There won't be music or food unless you want to bring it, but you're more than welcome to huddle outside with your fellow coworkers and talk about all the fun you've had here. Topics include, but not limited to, high prices, being an unpaid employee at Walmart, rude customers, and being treated like a thief after working for free when they're really the ones stealing not affiliated with walmart Uh, this is always an interesting subject matter to me one just because everyone seemingly falls into pretty much the as customers were getting a raw deal component i disagree that you're stealing from customers by having them check out one because there are non self-checkouts at walmart um but it's, you know, it's voluntary, it's choice. And I, I, several, I don't know, months ago, talked about this aspect of where they check some at some Walmart locations. They do it, they do it all Sam's Club locations, and I'm guessing Costco, though I'm not a member there, where they, they check to see what it is that you have in your cart and whether that is consistent with what your receipt shows. And I've talked about how I don't blame Walmart for doing that. I mean, there's a, a massive theft problem that exists, and this is one of the ways that they have decided to try and and at least stop to some degree the theft. But man, I, I really do get a lot of very, very, it's not hateful, but people that are, some of you that are very, very adamant, I'm totally wrong on this particular issue. <laughs> And I don't know, maybe that's why I like to talk about it every so often, because you do get to hear different perspectives from people that are reasonable. It's not really a left-right thing so much. Um, but but here's the other thing that just, it, it's the thought that goes through my head when people will say, well, you know, I should not, you know, they, they take this uh, approach that Walmart is expecting me to, quote, work for free by checking myself out. And my first thought is, well, you're also going around getting all of your own groceries, and they have employees that do that. So to me, if you are willing to not get paid to push your shopping cart around and get your own items, then what? I mean, if you're okay with that, why are you not okay with checking it out? Because you're still providing a service that they pay people to do. And if you, you know, I mean, I think pretty much everyone's aware of the, um, whether it's delivery or there's that areas that are sort of sectioned off where I, I've never used the service before. I'm one that goes in, I do the shopping myself, but at any given time I'm in there, I'm going to kind of navigate around as many of you are employees that are doing just that they are shopping for people. And this is, I would argue also a, a service that has come about because they are able to have those self-checkouts, which make it, you know, they don't need as many employees for that. So they've been able to shift them into a new role that is even more convenient for people. 
But people, they just get real heated about this particular subject matter. I did think that that was a funny posting, though, for a Christmas party. But, well, you know, Walmart has to be thinking, I don't know, why? Why are we the ones that always, I mean, everyone is doing this. Every place is doing this. And Walmart's the one that really people just have the most difficult time getting over for whatever reason. Do you do the self-checkout? No, I typically mm. go to a person. So, uh, this is what's funny, though. I will generally do self-checkout because it's faster. But it isn't at Aldi. Because those people at Aldi are, are some of the fastest checker-outers ever. And so I find that if I'm going to check myself out at Aldi, it usually takes longer than it would to have them do it. But it's the opposite if I'm at another store, if I'm at Walmart or Target. I can usually do it faster than they seem to actually do it um, working there. So you go to you just don't like to check yourself out? Yeah, I'm kind of one of those people that gets a little frustrated. Mm, get, Especially when something goes wrong, too. Because I'm like, yeah. this would have never happened if I would have went to a person. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah. Or they accuse you of, I, I've done before where they came over because somehow if yes. you put something in the back, I've done something kind of weird where it, it set off like a light and they came over and it was because something that had gotten in the bag i didn't scan it or something and so they just but they, it was clear that it's some sort of anti-theft deal right it's to mm -hmm. stop people from pretending they scan stuff and it was accidental i don't even remember i remember trying to figure out how it happened but i you know they weren't at all accusatory they're like oh it just didn't ring up on this item here and so they scanned it for me and so put I in had their code and that was it something like that happened to me where i had scanned something it had went through but the light had went off mm. and one of the employees came over to me and they actually pulled up footage because you know how whenever you go to uh -huh. the self-checkout right, and it's yeah. got like video uh -huh. so they pulled up the footage where they could see where if i had scanned it or not and I was like, do I look <laughs> like I'm just trying to They're get whatever standing, I was standing around with their arms crossed looking at you like, mm hmm, we're going to get her. So what? Ha so it did show that you scanned it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But I didn't even realize that those machines were capable of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Because like I said, and I want to say it happened to me a couple of times, but it wasn't obviously I wasn't trying to steal Um but, but they you. acted like it was, yeah, I know, pretty <laughs> shifty. But whenever they didn't act like it was any big deal, they they saw they're like, because they would look, they looked in my bag and like, oh, well, this didn't scan, and so they just go ahead and scan it, and that that was the end of it. But, well, anyhow, I I, uh, I it just really doesn't bother me that much. But I understand, and I can I think reasonable people can not like it. So I'll say that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. We are going to once again have Mannheim Steamrollers American Christmas hosted by Chip Davis. This is sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone and Top of the Rock Ozarks Heritage Preserve. This will start on Christmas Eve noon as it does every year and it will continue all the way through christmas day so that is the programming it's a great combination of great christmas music and chip davis just has a way of, about it's just i don't know it's very gentle and comforting on the ear and telling different stories uh, about christmas and the history of christmas and one of the um uh, i guess lessons if you will that 
he talks about, and I've always really enjoyed it, and it is going to be, in our, we do the 12 days also leading up to Christmas at 7.30, 7.35, around there. And it's just a, a very shortened version of um, uh, information regarding Christmas and the history of Christmas and noting that Xmas actually originated as the Latin symbol X being the Latin symbol for Christ. And so while a lot of people... They don't like when Christmas is shortened to Xmas because they feel it's taking Christ out of Christmas. And what I've learned from years ago, first hearing him mention it, and I think he, he mentions this as one of the many reoccurring bits of information that he provides, is that that actually is the Latin symbol for Christ. And so um, it is not taking Christ out, but uh, just uh, the Latin symbol for Christ. And I didn't know that until I heard Chip Davis talking about that. And so you get that sort of interesting information while getting Christmas music. And uh, I know we we travel Christmas Eve and it's always just nice to have on as you're heading off to wherever it is uh, on Christmas Eve. And then again, it'll run all the way through Christmas Day for the full 24 hours. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Meyer. Thank you. Well, if you're looking for some stocking stuffer ideas, if that's you, head over to Quick Draw Gun in Monette. The team down there, they have compiled a list of great stocking uh, stuffer gift ideas. Plus, they can also help you out with those bigger Christmas purchases as well. And if you are looking to purchase a firearm as a gift, but you're not exactly sure what to get for that special someone, uh, gift cards are available as well. Now, I recommend Quick Draw Gun because you're not going to get lost in the shuffle like you can at bigger box stores plus they really get to know you and they're just honestly some of the friendliest people around uh, and they make your firearm purchase just as simple as possible now in the meantime if you have any questions for brad and his team or uh, you need their store hours or shop location head over to ksgf.com you can find all of that information under the sarah's endorsements tab some of your text messages on the American Transmissions talk and text line regarding the conversation of self-checkout. And I had mentioned that it seemed as if Walmart is the, the, the business that bears the brunt of criticism for this, despite the fact that virtually all stores have either gotten to the point of self-checkout or, or are getting there. Uh, Walmart and the local grocery store. This is uh, from one of you listening in Texas this morning. Walmart, the local grocery store, delivered to my house every month. Walmart, $10. HEB, $6.95 works for me. Uh, someone noting, I read an article recently that Walmart's considering removing the self-checkouts oh, by yes. next year. we posted that. Oh, did we? Okay. Uh -huh. Likely for all the reasons that you have noted. So maybe just fine. Well, and, you know, that's the great thing about uh, the free market system is when you are a company, this is how it should work anyhow. Uh, and you alter things, you provide goods or services, you change the way you provide goods or services that received a sort of backlash that you realize isn't to your benefit as a business, then, then you change it back or you figure out a way to make the customer happy. And so that will be interesting to see if that is the case, in fact. Another saying, if you pay attention, all of the stores using self checkout technology have only a few human checkout lines open they are nearly always manned by a 90 year old or some other mentally or physically challenged person who moves very slowly 
I am certain this is a strategy they have employed to make it so painful to check out with a human being that you prefer to do self-checkout. Try yourself, look, at any store you go to a self-checkout and see that if I'm not accurate. And I think that is a fair recognition of what sometimes you do see in these stores where they have people that are doing checkouts um, that they aren't necessarily the fastest. Again, I will say that Aldi is the exception, at least the Aldis that I have shopped at. Uh, another saying, I had to use food stamps some years ago. I thank God for self-checkout so no one would know. Uh, I think Walmart is the target because they seemingly started the trend of deciding for us that we will check ourselves out. And someone else saying, I always give myself five stars. <laughs> and Walmart <laughs> is an easy target. Yeah, they do. I, I uh, When your transaction's done, they ask you how many stars. I just pass it by, you know put any stars in there university of pennsylvania president liz mcgill resigns after failure to condemn anti-semitism this was of course leading the headlines last week because you have these university presidents harvard mit university of pennsylvania that went to great pains to not condemn widespread anti-Semitism on their campuses. It was not a conversation. This was not testimony in the context of free speech. It was about campus code of conduct. I think most people recognize that if you had, for example, hundreds of students that were dressed, you know, that were marching with Confederate flags, calling to bring slavery back, they would have absolutely no problem whatsoever booting every one of those kids off campus, saying that it is a violation of code of conduct. But when you have individuals that are supportive of Hamas and call not for the enslavement of, but just the elimination of, the genocide of Jewish people, they went to great pains to not criticize them for that saying that it depended on the context and that an investigation would only result from someone that would take action. So in other words, just calling for genocide, uh, that is not a violation of the code of conduct, but if they actually started to carry out genocide, then they would, quote, investigate it. That, that was the position. So uh, this, I think, was a big wake-up call again to a lot of Americans who have not realized how toxic we in this country have been when it comes to schools and universities. And they're shocked that you would have the heads of these universities seem to have such a problem seeing the call of the elimination of people, calling it out as a violation of code of conduct. And there, you know, money talks. This is where you start to get some of these people in trouble because you get a story about a $100 million donor that is no longer donating $100 million. And that's, that's a pretty big deal. And there have been calls for some of these others to have to step down. But I'm telling you, that is that gives the illusion that the problem is going away. As long as we continue as a culture to accept 
CRT, critical race theory, diversity, equity, inclusion, white privilege talk, as long as these toxic, division-driven lessons are taught in our schools, this problem of hate is not going to go away. The problem isn't these university professors. They, They are a symptom of the problem. But simply getting rid of these individuals so that, let's be honest, they're able to start getting those dollars, those donations to roll back in, that is not going to change that kids at very young ages are being taught to separate other human beings based on color for one thing, white privilege again, and they're being taught to hate. They are being taught to to see everything through the lens of oppressor and oppressed. The anti-Semitism that we are seeing in this country is one and the same with CRT and DEI and the talk of white privilege and the talk of reparations. As long as we continue to see those things occurring in the public schools, as long as we continue to see it as acceptable to be taught and virtuous to be taught in the university, this hate will not go away. It is going to continue to multiply. It is going to continue to get stronger. This is why these why these university presidents that they are of the same mindset. I believe that they genuinely do not think it's that big of a deal for Jewish students to be subjected to the call of genocide because in their minds, that's equity. In their minds, the Jewish people will look at them. They're white. They're privileged. You have an economic status situation as well. When you look at these countries in the Middle East, And you look at the areas specifically surrounding Israel and Israel because they definitely value freedom to a much greater degree than some of the surrounding countries do. And they have flourished because of it. And so the standard of living in Israel is also much greater than it is for the average person than the average person in so many of these other countries surrounding Israel. Part of the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and critical race theory, and white privilege is all in that mixture of the haves and the have-nots, and they view people, like you look at the Middle East, and you look at the quality of life for the average person in Israel versus the quality of life for the average person throughout many of those surrounding countries, and that must mean that the Jewish people are doing something wrong just like they see you and I here in the United States as exploiting the rest of the world, that the reason the standard of living in the United States has been disproportionately better than the standard of living for the average person in so many other countries, they view it and they teach it as us exploiting them, particularly white people. The white people are not just the oppressors, but they're the exploiters. And those Toxic stereotypes fit the bill over in the Middle East so that they see Israel and the people of Israel that are 
in their minds, white oppressors and exploiting everyone else in the region. And so, therefore, the reason that the quality of life and the standard of living for people in Gaza, for example, is the way it is, is because of the Jewish people. This is why it is not offensive for them to run colleges, to run these universities and have students call for the elimination of Jewish people from that region of the world because they view them as the problem. And while they may not necessarily personally think that that's the best way to go about it, they sympathize with the reason for it. And I'm telling you, you can get rid of all the university professors you want, all of the university presidents you want, as long as that CRT indoctrination, as long as the DEI indoctrination, as long as the white privilege indoctrination continues, this hate is going to continue. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. <laughs> Holler Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, Builder Incentives in the Woodvale Subdivision, 1,700 to 3,100 square feet, through to three to five bedroom homes. And so many of you who maybe have been planning before Bidenomics kicked in to purchase a new home and you didn't want to do the remodeling, you wanted a brand new home, but with Bidenflation in place, it has become the sort of thing that you say, uh, we got to put this off, we can't do it now. But with the builder incentives put into place, uh, it can make it reasonable for you. And then if things do get under control, we get new people in charge, the economic policies are more reasonable, those interest rates come down, then you can refinance and have the best of both worlds. The Woodvale subdivision, it's at Golden and Weaver. You can see the big Aller uh, sign out front. Swing through there and have a look-see. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Let's go to Chris in Springfield. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, what's up, man? Um, I have I have some issues, okay? I have an issue to where, you know, all these people talking about all this reparations and this critical race theory and all this other stuff, do they not read the history books that actually state that the Africans that came to America in the slave trade were sold by their own people? Does it what do they not understand that the Muslims used to go into Europe and take white slaves? Do these people not understand they, it? Do they not sh- know how to read? A short answer is no. And and it's not that they don't know how to read, it's because of what they're being taught. I, I mean, th- this is all to the point. It is the rewriting of history. It is the um the the crafting of this narrative, and we do it all the time. Like, to, to uh, Chris's point here, the only people who have ever owned slaves are white people. Well, that's ludicrous. There is not a race of people who hasn't at some point been enslaved. Probably information the average person doesn't know. When we talk about reparations, even the concept of it, I don't want to get too far off the beaten path here, but if, if the concept between uh, of, uh, of reparations is to somehow give financial, uh, to fill the financial gap of those who were, whose ancestors were brought here as slaves and then to somehow craft a mathematical formula 
that is to make good on, in other words, if they weren't brought here as slaves, what theoretically would be their lot in life? And let's pay the difference. But in reality, it should be based off the standard of living in Africa. Because if it weren't for slavery, then you would not have descendants of slaves. And yes, they were they, they, the, the folks who complained the most regarding the pushback and, and the attempt to abolish slavery in the United States were those who were selling the slaves. Information that is inconsistent with the white privilege narrative, which is exactly why they don't want to teach these actual histories. What Chris, who called in here, knows and what you know and I know and many of us know, again, is that when it comes to human atrocities, when it comes to the issue of human ownership, no race is immune from being the oppressor or the oppressed. Every race has in some capacity. But that conflicts with the division that they want to craft. That conflicts with their lie that there is one race of individuals on this planet that are responsible for being the oppressors. And the people of color are always the oppressed and have always been the oppressed. It's... it's, that that ignorance, and I don't mean that to be in a disparaging way, but that lack of knowledge is instrumental to their ability to sell the lie. You cannot pit people against one another based off race and based off history if everyone's guilty in some capacity. But even aside from that, look what look what we're dealing with today. Is it two weeks ago? San Francisco. Supposed to be a liberal haven. It is a liberal haven. And we're told, and who who always leads the charge on this oppress oppressor stuff? It's the left. And when it comes to our own country, they lead it with the theme of slavery. A sin so great that we can never move past it, yet they roll out the red carpet for a dictator who has slavery in his country. They rolled out the red carpet. They lined the streets with Chinese, the flag, the flag of communist China. Now, these are the same people, if they saw a Confederate flag, would be triggered to high heaven. Because of its connection to slavery. Isn't that what we're all, it's always a connection to slavery, connection of slavery, connection to slavery. Well, we have slavery in China right now. You can't have any flag that has a greater connection to slavery in the modern era than the communist Chinese flag. And the left, they're flying those things all over San Francisco when the dictator came to visit. And that's because some of them don't, know that there are concentration camps in China. They don't know that they are benefiting from slavery in China. And frankly, some don't care. 
because that violates their white people bad rule. See, the only, the only people who we're supposed to believe are the oppressors either in the past or in today are people who are white. It isn't that in their minds slavery is so offensive. It's that the existence of white people are. And they utilize slavery in that context. When they benefit from it, look at LeBron James. You have these other you know, celebrities that act as mouthpieces for the communist Chinese that, that get these multi-million dollar endorsement deals from companies that use slave labor. Yet they tell us that this country that chose to get rid of slavery is awful and bad. And can never get past that. But it isn't because of slavery. It's because of the people involved. Issues, whether it's slavery or sex trafficking or any any and every single issue. To people on the left are not in and of themselves, the, the, the issues themselves, inherently good or bad. It just depends on who is associated with the issue. And if it is a conservative, if it's Trump, if it is a white person, then the issue is something that needs to be reckoned with. But if it is an otherwise, look at the separation of families, the border. Biden administration's continuing on with that. But he's not Trump. So the issue of sex trafficking, the issue of separating families at the border, they were never bothered or offended or upset by the issue itself. It was just a weapon that could be used against Donald Trump, Republicans, people that they dislike. Chris, thanks for the call. Got to take a break. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Leave it to Saturday Night Live. They did a cold open that was essentially an attempt to make it seem as if the exchange between Congresswoman um, uh, Stefanik and the university presidents, that that Stefanik was the problematic one, that she was trying to get all sorts of attention for herself, uh, that she she was the, the clear focus of mockery, as they played off of the testimony that has gotten so much attention. And let's be honest, because once again, here is an issue in which in front of the American people, it was unavoidable, and the political left looked really bad. While here you have a Republican woman that is on the right side of history, so they had to make it seem as if she is the annoying problematic one. The problem that SNL faced is that it was not funny, and I'm not talking like the normal SNL isn't funny any longer. You watch it, and you could sense the audience wasn't even sure what point they were trying to make. Glenn Beck's coming up next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.